world and welcome to the Money, Life, and Limitless Possibilities podcast, where we help you build a bridge over roadblocks in life and create keys to limitless possibilities. I am your host and head cheerleader, Rhonda J. Williams. And here's what I mean. The crazy train has rolled into our world and it is it is going across the country, <laughs> just taking us by storm. And so you have to give yourself some grace again, but not too much. And I say not too much because there is a level of keep going that we all have to have right now. We have to have it. Hey, 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 family, welcome back. Today's episode is sponsored by Exodus Financial Education Group, and this is my company where I provide financial education, personal development coaching, and training to corporations and individuals so that they can go forth powerfully towards their goals and money in life without limits consistently be able to navigate life's roadblocks, whether they see them or not, and be empowered to really go after and get everything that is needed to be your best self. If you're joining us for the first time on the podcast, first of all, welcome. Thanks for clicking on through and coming on over. And we go by the belief here that it is absolutely positively possible to be limitless, limitless in money and life. Yes. And so each week here on the show, I share information, insight, and inspiration around what I call my five keys to limitless possibilities. So if you want to get the full breakdown on the five keys, head on over and take a listen to episode eight where I break them down in detail and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. All right, so next up, the group coaching program I've been talking about. I know, I know, I know it is here, it is here. So I'm, I'm putting a link to that in the notes today as well. So you can go ahead and get signed up and be the first on the list. And I'll give you a little bit of a quick snippet at the end of today's show. All right, so today we are talking about sanity sprints, sanity sprints, five game changers to keep you sane in crazy times because we are living in crazy times unequivocally. So I just want to give you a, a little bit of background. All of my topics really come from experience. Um, I walk this walk before I ever bring it to you all. Well, I walk the walk and I take my clients through it before I ever bring it out on the podcast. And from week to week, you know, with the pandemic, it's just, you know, it's so many things going on. So let me say this first. I've said it before that money and life are 80% behavior and 20% information. And so that's why you hear me share tips on coaching, you know, yourself through life and financial coaching or financial education. But you'll hear me heavily talking about you because I'm a firm believer. My entire platform is about the person really helping them to navigate themselves through all this amazing information and resources that we have and really find their core strength and find their next best step forward. And so you always see me doing that. So with everything happening in our world, pandemic, um, injustice, just 
insaneness happening from week to week, you know, from month to month, it, it it's changing, right? It's changing and it's completely unknown all at the same time. And so whereas there's great tools and kind of tips you can go to, it flips, right? And you kind of have to move with the ebbs and flows and be sensitive to yourself to kind of really change with, you know, really figure out what you need in that moment. So sanity sprint is kind of just that, a way or an approach to really kind of being more mindful, more in tune with yourself and being open to changing to figure out what you need in the moment on a shorter span than how we normally think of things on an annual basis or every six months or even quarterly. So really breaking it down to smaller pieces. So I was chatting with a friend, a colleague, a fangirl earlier this week and we talked about this and she actually threw this word out to me and I was like, ooh, that's juicy. And so whereas I had some of the concepts, some of the ideas, just that word, just really, like the young people say, it hit different. And so for a lot of people right now, it's it's not just how can I, you know, win or how can I reach my goals or whatever, but how can I stay sane? <laughs> Long story short, one week at a time, two weeks at a time, right? How can I take this marathon, this crazy marathon, one mile or a half mile or a quarter mile at a time to make sure that I stay sane? All right, so I wanna give you today those five game changer ideas, tips, strategies, concepts to help you to do just that. Get what you need in the moment and stay sane in crazy time. All right, so today's episode really circles around key number four to limitless possibility, and that's getting resilient. But game changer number one for today is keep the main thing the main thing, which kind of dances around key number one, which is getting clear. But keep the main thing the main thing is really about just that and really kind of narrowing things down, really kind of filtering life out a little bit and really getting to the core of what's the main thing. So for me personally, that's friends and family or family and friends, right? Really having peace, all caps, underlined, bolded, and my health and sanity. So those are the main things for me. So when I think about approaching life from week to week, or I'm actually looking at taking it more in two-week sprints. So when I think about approaching life in two-week sprints for now, for where we are right now, I focus on my peace, my family and my friends, my health, and my sanity. Like that has to be the main thing for me right now. I, and so whatever I do, however I approach my sprint for these two weeks, it's really around those things. It's not about being perfect in those areas. It's not about having this really detailed, this huge map and plan, but it's about making sure that I'm touching on something that helps me in those areas. So if I break it down, so peace is paramount for me. And honestly, peace is number one. And so what I mean by that is, and you might say, why would you put peace before your family and your friends? And I put peace because 
I just do. <laughs> it, it is what keeps me functioning. In order for me to show up as a good daughter and a good friend, I have to have peace in my life. In order for me to show up and, and, and be my best self and, and help others and serve others and, and be able to encourage others from where we are, I have to have peace. And peace for me is really kind of eliminating the noise. Like my personality in general is pretty laid back, pretty, some people call me nonchalant. And, but for me, you know, it works. It, it, it not just works, it's, it's basically who I am. And so having, making sure I have a level of peace, I'm not taking on too much. I'm not taking on too much responsibility. And what I mean by that, I don't mean necessarily that someone gave me a responsibility and I decided to take it or not. Sometimes it's even just in my head. Me having the concept or the idea that I'm responsible for something that I'm really not, I have to constantly check in with myself on that, taking on responsibilities upon myself, whether it be mentally, physically, or emotionally, I have to really keep that in check. And so then everything goes from there. So from my peace to my family and my friends, checking in on folks, kind of seeing how I can be of service or of help. And it doesn't mean doing everything for everybody all the time. It just means just doing that, you know, like, finding, not finding the time because time is not hiding from us, but making the time, even if it's literally putting it on my calendar, call your brother, period. <laughs> you know, text some friends or sometimes I wake up, the mornings are great for me because I wake up like, okay, it's a new day. I think I'm going to make it. It's, it's going to be okay. So I'll get inspiration in the morning and I'll text several friends I'll send videos, inspirational songs. They probably get sick of me, but I don't care. So I'll do things like that. If I have someone on my mind or on my heart, I try, or there's no trying. There's either doing or not doing. But I try, I'm still going to use that word, to actually do what comes to my mind right when I think it, because I'll forget. <laughs> so, um, but really tapping in and, you know, just kind of checking in on folks from there. And then of course, my health, making sure that I'm checking in on my health in some way, form or fashion doesn't mean I have to be perfect. You know, when the pandemic first started, it was like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm about to max out. I'm about to just work out, about to get this food together, about to just do, do the doggone thing. And yeah, that was amazing for a good, for a couple of months. And then it was chocolate and wine, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so having that check-in with, so the, the sanity sprint says, okay, so you've done chocolate and wine for about two weeks here. So let's change it up a bit and let's kind of get back to basics. So really the main thing, the main thing is really establishing what are those main things that will support you, that are important to you. So you can keep that as a general overall focus as we kind of chunk down life a week at a time or two weeks at a time so that we can stay sane. All right, so game changer number two is kind of a little bit of a continuation. It's the little pieces to the big picture. So you can kind of think of the main thing as the big picture, like overall, you know, out of my life, here's what needs to be a constant, right? My peace, my friends and family are good. 
my health is good, my mental health is good. From there, what are the little pieces that are important, kind of the subcategories underneath those categories, right? All right, so let's let's take one as an example. So I'm gonna take health from my big picture thing, from my main things, I'm gonna drill it down to the little pieces to the big picture, so health. So for my health, I, over time, I really come up with kind of a baseline package of things that really work for me. And they're, they're common sense kind of things, but just really figuring out what, how they work for me. So of course it's eating. I say the Rhonda eating plan because I don't really, at this point I don't subscribe to an absolute vegan or absolute gluten-free or absolute anything. I just have studied myself, studied my body, and I just have narrowed down what version of that works good for me. So if I take health, I think about Rhonda eating plan, water, rest, exercise, self-care. Um, I can't remember the other one right now. <laughs> but these are the, the little pieces. And so in a sanity sprint, so again, I gave the example of when the pandemic first started, I was like, oh, we're about to kill it. And so I was checking every box in every category and I'm just killing it from week to week. Again, that, that spiraled down into wine and chocolate chips like on a regular basis. So when, when I look at a sanity sprint, I'm like, okay, two weeks at a time, what can I take? So I was like, you know what? Let's focus on getting back moving. Okay. I didn't, I don't, I didn't say, okay, let me eat right. Let me get moving. Let me drink all the water. Let me this, this, that, and the other. No sanity sprint. I was like, let me just take a piece of this. So I was like, okay, let me get back moving. So I started back moving. So I went to, there's a beautiful lake near where I live. And so I went there and I did like four miles. I almost died, but it was amazing. <laughs> and so I just took a piece of it and even taking that piece for like two days last week, I worked out at home one day and I went to the lake one day. Just that gave me a freshness and a new energy. And I was like, oh my God, okay, I think I might be all right. <laughs> so taking a, just a little bit of piece of it. And then when it came to my Rhonda eating plan, I just was like, okay, let's, let's just, let's stop drinking wine and chocolate and chips. And we, we won't go all the way to 100% Rhonda eating plan, but we're, we're at least going to eliminate those things. How about some water? Who wants water? <laughs> I started back drinking my water. I tried to get in about 100 ounces a day. So I started back doing that and then having less of the wine and the chocolate and the chips. And so again, even that just small sprint gave me more life. And I felt like this, so that was last week. So this week I feel like, okay, I feel like I can do more now. So I felt like I could take another piece this week. So that was game changer number two. So let's move on to number three. Keep it simple, stupid, whatever the case may be, whatever you choose, but keeping it simple, but simplicity. That's the long story short of it. So there's, there's research that talks about having a something to focus on kind of closer to you than the long, the, the finish line. Let me put it that way. And the research that I was um, listening to was a podcast. 
talked about the example of a race, a marathon. And it showed that when people found something to focus on within their field of view, let's say it's, well, you probably can't see a mile up ahead, but whatever, how far ahead, when they just looked at that point and thought, let me just get there. And then they chose a new focus that they did so much better in terms of the, the full race. And these people were running marathons. And so when you think about simplicity, think about the smaller focus. And so that's the rationale behind the sanity sprint. And so whereas normally we might look at life from annually, okay, it's 2020, these are the things I'm going to do this year. Or we look at them from a quarterly, okay, this we're approaching our fourth quarter of 2020. Here's what I got to get done. Or we may look at things on a monthly basis. So we're bringing it down again. My, I'm choosing two weeks for my sanity sprint. So the two-week example, I'm just looking at life two weeks at a time. <laughs> and if you need less, go for it. So bringing it down to a smaller window to look at, to focus on, to, to, to kind of look off in the distance. If I could just look at this, get through these two weeks sane, then we are winning. Okay? Now, one amazing benefit for doing it that way is you're going to get a, a quicker feedback loop and a quicker opportunity to adjust. And here, here's what I mean. So if you do a two-week sprint and you take into account, you know, you use your friends and family, maybe you're doing a certain thing, how you take care of them or reach out for them, doing something for your health, doing something for your peace and your sanity. Well, you gave that a shot for two weeks and you feel like, uh, the friends and family work, the peace work, but the health thing didn't work. Well, guess what? Two weeks is here, adjust, and you can go on and, and move to the next two weeks. Versus if you are looking at it again on a, I'm going to say a quarterly basis, a three-month basis. You had this big plan for the whole quarter and it worked for about a month and then it went south. Sometimes, and I said this in another podcast, when we are not able to perform the way we set out, we feel like, okay, that's it. I blew it. I had this plan for the quarter. So because it went awry four weeks into it, we just kind of chunked the whole quarter to the side, right? Like, up, oh, I failed. I'll restart next quarter, right? So that's a whole two months wasted because we had the mindset that we only looked at it on that quarterly basis. So having a smaller sprint gives us an opportunity to get some feedback really quick and then have an opportunity to adjust more often. So whether you're someone that has really big plans, really detailed, and they're just laid out and mapped out, finding a way to just create a two-week sprint, whatever simple boil-down version of that, or if you're someone that has no plans at all, you're just like, look, I'm just, I'm just out here. <laughs> just picking maybe two, three, no more than five things as a part of your plan, your approach to the your sprint can get you going because you might, you won't, maybe you're not making any plans because you just feel overwhelmed looking at the idea of it all. So just choosing a few and letting that be your 
your path for the two weeks for your sprint, boom, you'll get out there and get running. All right, so game changer number four is mix it up. Now, again, think about the sanity sprint two weeks. So the, the very idea that you're breaking it down in two weeks gives you the opportunity to mix it up because you whatever you did last two weeks, you can say, okay, let me change it up a little. So that's one. The next, it gives you something to look forward to. So when you're in the two weeks and you're like, mm, this was great, but I think I'd like to change it up this way next time. So that gives you a little something to look forward to. And then if you're a person that you absolutely have to have routine in your life, period, like you got to have it or you're a person that I got to have variety. Like I hate the mundane. I hate the like same thing, same thing, same thing. Mixing it up could be that you choose a little bit of both. So you choose a few categories that are just routine. Boom. Like me, I get my tea every morning. That's just what I do kind of don't care what's happening I have some hot tea in the morning it's just my it wakes me up it gets me going so have a little bit of routine and have a little bit of be open for a little bit of variety to kind of switch things up a little so like I mentioned changing up your food changing up the eating habits changing up the way you maybe reach out to friends and family whatever your main things are so changing things up a little bit for me one thing I did recently was I changed up my schedule. So whereas I was working kind of a certain way every day, I decided to go back to getting up early. I've never been a morning person, but I accidentally last year discovered the beauty of getting up early. I, I Truly, I'm getting older because <laughs> this never would have worked before. I think I had a really... A big project going on and I just I had to get up to work enough hours in the day and I just found the magic of getting up early so what I, I changed my schedule up to where I'm getting up early three days a week and I also changed it to where I'm only gonna work about five or six hours a day and so two things two reasons that works for me because I am actually more productive more light, more energetic, more brain power in the morning. And so when I get up early, I can work only five or six hours a day because I can get her done more so at that time of the day. Now, what usually happens is I'll do my five or six hours. I will do something else like physically. That's a mix it up for me as well. So I'll do brain type of stuff in the morning. I'll do something physical around the house or nothing. And then if I feel like I, I didn't quite finish or there's one thing I want to touch, I'll only do an hour or two in the evening and I won't go in my office. I'll usually do it from the couch or from the bed just to mix it up. Mixing it up can really change the game for you. So let's mix it up. Take a dash of routine, a pinch of variety, maybe a half a cup of vegging out and a whole cup of hard work <laughs> but whatever the case mix it up and see what you can come up with all right so game changer number five is don't should on yourself and don't should on other people <laughs> you're probably like what did she curse no i said don't should on yourself 
and don't should on other people. So I was listening to one of my mentor coaches recently and they talked about how how we treat ourselves basically, how we're just mean. We are total mean girls to ourselves. And you know, particularly unfortunately I'm going to say particularly women because we just take on just this super this super thing where we have to just be amazing and super in all aspects every day of the week. And so what is me what it means is if we could just talk to ourselves like we talk to our girlfriends instead of how we you know the self chatter is just me right i should be doing this i should be better i should be able to to handle this i should i should i should don't should on yourself <laughs> don't should on other people but if we could just give ourselves the love and the understanding that we give to others you know, when a friend calls us, we're like, girl, it's okay. You're, you're, you're doing well. We'll, we'll help them kind of, they'll say they're not doing well. We'll help them like, what about this? You did this. You did the other. You're actually amazing. You know, you just need some grace. So I want us to talk to ourselves like we talk to other people and give ourselves some grace, but not too much. <laughs> I leaned in on you when I said, but not too much. And here's what I mean. The crazy train has rolled into our world and it is it is going across the country, <laughs> just taking us by storm. And so you have to give yourself some grace again, but not too much. And I say not too much because there is a level of keep going that we all have to have right now. We have to have it. We have to have it but at the same time these are not there's nothing normal about what's happening right now for us and so having some grace in the fact that we don't know this is something we've never seen before we don't have a playbook or operating manual for life right now and so we have to give ourselves a level of grace and again but not too much in the sense that we still have to keep going. We still have to survive. So again, moving away from the negative chatter for ourselves, you know, just really shooting on ourselves about every little thing. Um, and you know, my hat's off to mothers and parents right now because I just can't even imagine the choices and the decisions that you all are having to make. Do not shoot on yourself. Like, stop it. So give yourself some grace. Not too much because we got to keep going. So if you have to come up with a reminder for yourself or depending on your learning style, an affirmation, if you need to put some words up, if you need to make a recording to tell yourself, you know, kind of make a speech to yourself, have a pep talk, whatever it is. But you have to give yourself some grace. But enough to kind of have a little tidbit in there about yeah, we got to keep going so those are your game changers for staying sane in crazy times all right so let's do a quick recap and then give you a little homework so you can create your own sanity sprint to stay sane 
All right, so number one was keep the main thing the main thing, and that's really, for you, it might be really figuring out what that is, um, whether it's family, whether it's relationships, whether it's finances, whether it's health, whatever it is. So figure out what are your main things, right? Number two was the little pieces to the big picture. So based on whatever the main things are, kind of establish what are a few little pieces under those, right? Remember, we're developing our sanity sprint to see what our plan could be on a smaller scale to keep us kind of sane in chunks, <laughs> okay? And then simplicity, finding a way to keep it simple, taking a few little items from your from sprint to sprint, kind of adjusting to see what worked, what didn't work, what you like to try new, um, and having and being able to have that feedback on a faster basis. And then mixing it up. Maybe there's a little bit of routine. There's a little variety in there. Maybe you'll try something new. And then last but not least is don't shoot on yourself. And basically giving yourself some grace but not too much. Because again, these are different times. There's no playbook. There's no rules. There's no operating manual for where we are right now. So giving yourself the grace to know that you're not going to always be able to hit it on all cylinders because you have no idea. You have no way. We have no idea. None. All right. So a little bit of homework, a self-coaching exercise. And I want to challenge a few of you because I know you. I got my little finger pointed at you. I have to challenge you. And I want to invite others. So challenge some of you and invite others to really sit with this. So take an hour. Notice I didn't say find an hour because it's not hiding. Take an hour of your time and sit with this and go through the five game changers one by one. Kind of really sit down, what is the main thing, right? What's the, the big picture thing? And then come up with a few little pieces under there. How can we think about this more simplistically? You know, what is your sprint gonna look like? Are you gonna choose a month? Are you gonna choose three weeks, two weeks, a week? Whatever the case may be. How can I mix it up? And how can I give myself some grace? Again, these are unusual times. We don't have a game plan. There's no rule books. And so we have to come up with approaches that help us weather this storm well. All right, so that's what I have for you this week, family. I hope you enjoyed. And as promised before I depart, I wanna give you just a little bit more snippets about the group coaching program and it is embracing the now. No opportunity wasted. And so what it's really all about is really taking advantage of the now. We spend a lot of time just kind of stuck, procrastinating, and procrastinating, that's a whole word. Like it's not, it's never really about procrastinating. There's always some root there. But from year to year, we have these goals, we have these visions, and we just kind of move them to the next year. And so we want to help you take advantage of the now. We want to give you the skills, the tools, the mindset, the clarity, the confidence, the, the insight, the all of it to help you move now. And I get it. You'll again, you'll notice that my platform and I'm teaming up with a colleague, you know, we have we've done a lot of things in our life. We work with thousands of clients. And the key thing that we found for a lot of people is being for them being able to get around themselves, right? 
There is no shortage of information. None. We can Google anything. So what's the disconnect? The disconnect is sometimes we don't know how to navigate ourselves. We don't know how to maximize the information. We don't know how to take it and make it personable to ourselves, to our personality, to where we are in life. And so that's what we want to do through the program. We're making it very personalized. We're only taking 25 women because we want to make it so personable, so intimate, so customizable. And so we're only taking 25 women. And we want to do that because we've had experience going through different programs where it was the masses, nothing, no shade there. And the, the information was great. The tools were amazing, but we got lost. We got lost in it because we didn't know we got to a stopping point or we got to a roadblock or a limiting belief and we didn't know it at the time. But so we want to make sure that the program has time to help you navigate yourself through the content, through the process, through the strategies, through the tools, through the insight to make sure that you are able to embrace the now. All right, so I'm dropping a link. I got the link this time. So I'm dropping it in the show notes so you can be the first on the list to get the details, the bonuses, and find out about freebies. And most importantly, finally, get everything you need to embrace the now in your money and your life. No opportunity wasted. Can't wait to see you on the other side. And remember, if you've got questions, I've got answers. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Rhonda on a mission, R-H-O-N-D-A on a mission. As well, I invite you to connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rhonda on a mission and LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash Rhonda on a mission. Again, thanks for joining. Until next time, friends, be happy, be joyful and be free.